everybody and welcome to another bright and shiny episode of B2B Breakfast to Business with your morning girl, Bea Lim, also the Managing Director of Team Asia. And we are super looking forward to another hip and happening episode right here on our weekly podcast. Guys, it is National Heroes Day. So first and foremost, a big shout out to all of the people who have laid down their lives and passions and commitment to the Filipino people, both our past um, heroes as well as our present-day heroes and the folks that are going to be born taking care of the Filipino people and raising our flag proud. This month, earlier this month rather, we actually gave um, recognition to amazing frontliners and heroes of the COVID-19 pandemic and how their stories have really inspired us. If you guys haven't watched that or tuned into that episode, please do so. It was such a beautiful session and we would love for you guys to spread the kindness and the love. So today, we decided that we want to be able to celebrate Araw na Mga Bayani by talking about legacies. And to be able to do that, we wanted to bring in real people with real life stories to share what's it like to be a descendant of a national hero. Have you guys ever wondered if that was in your blood um, and how it would be like? Because this is something that I feel is such a beautiful thing to talk about in a time where we need heroes the most. Today, we are joined by gentlemen who are descendants of the sons, play of words right there, or the descendants of our heroes and our living legacies of their forefathers. We have with us today Vicente Lim IV, descendant of Filipino Brigadier General and World War II hero Vicente Lim. We also have Jeremiah Villaroman, descendant of our country's national hero, Dr. Jose P. Rizal. So in this beautiful Monday morning, I welcome these two amazing gentlemen. First up, we have Vicente Lim IV, Vinci. Hi, Vinci. How are you? Uh, I'm fine, Bea. Thank you for having me. Of course, very excited you're with us here today, Vinch. And also, of course, Jeremiah Villaroman, also known as Je. Hi, Je. Thank you so much for joining us. Hi, Bea. Thanks for having me. It's an honor. Super excited, guys. I'm like kinikiling. We have um, descendants of our national heroes with us today talking about such a beautiful and important topic. Guys, we live in such uncertain times where, you know, we're not only craving for inspiration and motivation, but we're also craving for, um, you know, something to do, something to do to get us out of this uncertain times, whether it be, you know, helping other people, being heroes ourselves, or passing the kindness forward as well. So thank you so much for joining us. Looking forward, definitely, to hearing your stories. So... At this point, ladies and gentlemen, because we do have Vinci and Jay with us, I want you guys to get to know them better. And there's no other way to do that than to get them to tell us their stories. So guys, my first question really is storytelling time. Tell us more about yourself, like which generation are you and the family lineage of your forefather and how are you related to these wonderful heroes? Let's start first with Jay. Jay, go ahead. Right. So technically, uh, Jose Rizal is my great, 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 great grand grand uncle because he he doesn't have um, he didn't have any living descendants that we know of. 
<laughs> yeah, that we know of. Um, but I am from the Saturnina branch. So Saturnina is the first and eldest um, daughter and sister of Jose Rizal. And yeah, I'm a fifth generation Rizal. And that is me. That is how I'm related to Jose Rizal. But um, growing up, they said that, you know, since he didn't have any living descendants, you know, technically we just call him Lolo Jose or Lolo Pepe, but, you know, grandfather now. But technically, yes. my uncle. <laughs> awesome. So, great, 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 great grand uncle. Grand uncle, yes. So, five. Awesome. Fifth generation Rizal here, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much, Jet. All right. Let's move on over to Vinci. Hey, Vinci, how about you? Well, I won't be counting as much, but uh, I guess it's simpler with me because my name tells it all. No? So, my name is. Vicente Lim the fourth, meaning I'm a fourth generation Vicente Lim. The original being, uh, well, the most Filipinos, they know him as the likeness that appears in the 1,000 peso bill together with uh, Jose Falianes Escoda and Jose Abad Santos. So um, the naming convention in our family, <laughs> so to speak, no, is that uh, it's only one Vicente Lim per generation and everyone comes from one straight line. So uh, Vicente Lim had a son. One of them was named uh, Vicente Lim Jr. Jr. had a son also and was named Vicente Lim III. And I'm the son of the third, so I'm Vicente Lim IV. And as far as my wife is concerned, uh, she already knew even before she married me that uh, there would be no discussion when, when it comes to having a son and naming that son. She already knows there's no contest. It will be... Vicente Lim the fifth, if and when that time comes. We're looking forward to that, Vinci, the fifth, and what um, the fifth's nickname is going to be. <laughs> All right, fantastic. Thank you so much, gentlemen, for sharing your family lineage and how you guys are related to our wonderful national heroes, Dr. Jose Rizal and General Vicente Lim. Moving on to you guys, right? Before we go into the nitty gritty stories of our forefathers or our you know, the sons, so to speak. Let's talk about you guys. Like, you know, in this modern day and age, what is the heir of Dr. Jose Rizal and General Vicente Lim doing now? You know, so what like keeps you busy and what do you do for a living? So maybe what we can do is to jazz it up a little bit. I'll start first with Vinci and then I'll go to Jet next. So Vinci, go ahead. Tell us more about yourself. I actually wanted to be introduced as, well, an advocate for honoring, preserving the legacy of our nation's heroes. Uh, most importantly, because, well, simply because I am one. I would call myself that. But um, I guess, put it in one way, in my earnest desire to dedicate my life to that mission of honoring our nation's heroes, uh, I actually became uh, an unlucky casualty of COVID-19, or the whole situation actually, because I had quit my previous job. I quit my, well, what was a 10-year career in the tech industry. I worked in telecommunications for a long time, and more recently in fraud in terms of digital payments. But I decided to make a total career shift to one that's more related to that advocacy of mine. And in my earnest desire to dedicate my life to that mission, I got caught between <laughs> moving jobs. But hopefully once, once uh, everything gets cleared, um, I'll be happy to really focus 100% on uh, 
telling the stories of our heroes. And uh, I guess we can leave it at that. All right. Awesome, Vinci. I'm super proud of you because like what you said, the advocacy of keeping the memories of our national heroes or our heroes for that matter alive is something that all of the other generations, even after us, would definitely need. And um, having you um, on that side um, fighting for their legacies and their stories is something that I would love to look forward to for our own children and the children of our children because we should never forget all of the different sacrifices and the valuable lessons of our heroes as well. So we're wishing you the best of luck on that front, Vinch, and we're looking forward to your next chapter so that you can talk to us about it even more. <laughs> so Vinch, right now, what keeps you busy? Like, wh what's hip and happening with you on that front? Like, you know, with COVID-19, it's been a lockdown. So what keeps Vicente Lim IV busy? Uh, to be honest, it's been hard to keep my head up because of the whole situation, obviously. But I think the whole career move thing, even though the timing was terrible, <laughs> it's all worth it. Um, so I'll, all this time, aside from being a good husband, <laughs> I've been still busy, been busy preparing for the job. I've been reading a lot because it will require that new job will require that anyway. So I've continued to, I've been continuing to prepare for that, but. Uh, on the lighter side of things, uh, I've been very busy with my toy photography. <laughs> it's one of the things that uh, keeps me sane and busy. And uh, it's actually helped me a lot during this, uh, this time of uh, pandemic. That's awesome. And so the toys that he's actually saying, because he's not plugging it, so I will plug it for him, guys, is that he is a Star Wars fanatic, FYI. Please catch his Instagram later on. I'll tell you guys like at the end of the program because it's really cool. Like I'm impressed, so I love it. So we're going to share that also with you guys later. So thank you so much, Vinci, for that one. Jet, moving on to you. What's the modern-day um, heir of Dr. Josepi Rizal doing? And what keeps you busy? Go ahead. So before that, so I wanted to tell Vinci thank you for having that advocacy because that, that's also really close to my heart and something that um, what I've been wanting to do and um, ever for the past four years being more involved in um, these meetings, these um, events, these everything that has to do with all of that so yeah good job i will i will try also mabuhay <laughs> uh, right <laughs> so basically yeah i i'm also um a casualty of covid-19 um <laughs> uh, like many others um i used to work in pr for almost 2 years um i was a senior digital accounts manager with uh Bridges PR, um, but uh, but also at the same time, um, I'm also a lifestyle editorial fashion photographer. So I have these two sides of my brain that are not really competing, but um, it's something that I love. Two things that I love to do the most: it's connections with people. I love talking to people. I love basically I love community. I, I love talking, I love talking to people. So <laughs> I, I made that into a career and also the love of art. Um, when I, cause I, I took up um, advertising management. It was one of the subjects I had in, in college. And when I took my first portrait, I instantly fell in love with it. And I made the leap um, last Feb, I resigned. <laughs> wow, it's the same time as me. <laughs> 
I resigned and you know I had that entire year planned like you know I everything was already I, I everything was falling into place um my last event was um for this hair care brand and it was it was all about um making your own story and I felt that it was such a perfect way for me to go then um when I got back from uh New York New York Fashion Week boom <laughs> but yeah you know um I'm still keeping that 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 the whole both of my careers alive so right now um I'm actually a PR consultant for a couple of brands here in the Philippines and um I'm still shooting hopefully um when everything is more relaxed and um safer uh, I can get back into the studio and you know start shooting again but yeah that's what that's what it that's what's keeping me busy <laughs> Awesome. You know, so guys, it the stars have aligned because this is like, you know, just talking to you guys and hearing your stories. I mean, first of all, both of you like, you know, communicating and talking. Vinci um, uh, share that, you know, he really wants to go after being able to keep the advocacy alive. And Jet, you're doing the same thing, which is like beautiful that both of you guys are coming together in this podcast and talking about that, that while there were very difficult situations that both happened in February, um, the casualties of COVID-19, so to speak, you know, um, both of you guys are keeping that burning passion alive of using your talent and skill and pushing forward not only your own careers, but the legacies of our forefathers. So good job. Congratulations to both of you guys. Thank you so much for keeping it real and keeping it strong. And both of you guys are photographers. I love it. I don't have half as many followers as Jed does. Maybe <laughs> I'll add to his statistic later. <laughs> I love it. So both of you guys can share your um, accounts later on, because um, um, you know, at this, at, you know, today we just need to be able to spread the love and the creativity, really, and get people to be inspired by the beautiful art that our artists and photographers are doing. So yes, we will get to that for sure. So maraming salamat, gentlemen. Now let's talk about living legacies because you both already touched on that um, a little bit, right? Um, you talked about, you know, how you are related to our heroes and what you guys are doing, you know, today in this very moment, right? What we want to know, and of course, I'm sure our listeners want to know, right? It, what was it like growing up being a descendant of a hero? Was there any pressure to continue their legacy traditions and the like? So I'm going to switch it up again. Um, I'm going to go ahead and start with Jet this time. Go ahead, Jet. How was it like? Uh, <laughs> so I'm going to reference a lot of um, things about it also. It's, it's like how, I don't know if you guys are familiar with um, The Last Airbender. Um, Avatar, The Last Avatar. Airbender. The last airbender so their identities were not revealed to them when they were born they were revealed to them <laughs> when they were probably uh, i think it was 16 or 15 but yeah in my case you know it was a pretty it was pretty normal um but of course um there were always expectations there's always expectations when people find out my origins um it's not it's not a conversation starter i don't see an, hey i'm i'm jeva derman i'm the result how are you that. No, it's not. It's, it's um it's something that people need to figure out, I guess. Um but yeah, um it was the usual um 
training with proper decorum, how to speak, how to act, and what to say, or to an extent. Um, but yeah, but definitely when people find out who I really am, they have so many questions. It's, um, why are you here? Uh, what are you studying? <laughs> how many languages do you speak? Why <laughs> It's a, um it's uh so are you why aren't you in UP? <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. And um yeah, um they assume they they always assume that I live and breathe no limitang here and that I speak a ton of languages. I mean, you know, I have to admit I do I did live and breathe no limitang here. It was something that was uh you know, this is this is this is the book. You need to read it. <laughs> um but yeah um um what else it was it was it was pretty normal but it like i said it's um when i found out when my parents told me about it um i was in grade two um i didn't really think any of it because you know i was in i was in grade two i was in ateneo then we were still we were still learning about him at that time then hang on, um yeah, um, it's just that um, when people figure out that, oh, oh my God, here's Arizal's descendant. He's on the one pes coin. Wow, you guys have the same hair. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. And, um, but yeah, it's, 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 it's just difficult things to go when people expect you to be as brilliant, as smart, as... Um, as knowledgeable as him, but you know, I, 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 I honestly struggled with that growing up because, mm-hmm. um, you know, when so basically, it's in. Of course, I was in Ateneo, and we have this entire garden dedicated for him, and I passed by that every single day, going to school, and you know, it was something that I had to live with. Na, um, how am I going to, at a young age, I was probably grade six or grade seven. I was, how am I going to live up to that amazing human being? Yet, I am just this av- average student almost flunking in Ateneo. <laughs> but yeah, it's always um, that, 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 that voice behind, at the back of my head saying that, yeah. you know, it's, you have to do this, you have to do that. It's mostly the, the voices of my Lola, my, my dad, my mom. Yeah. But I love them. But but you know, it's it's no, it's um, on the outside, it's very normal. It's I grew up normally as a kid, um, right. like another kid. Um, it's just that there are two days within the year that I have to dedicate my entire day for, and <laughs> it's result day and it's his birthday. Now, growing up, waking up at four a.m. during Christmas break, going to Luneta ever since I was maybe like seven years old or eight years old and meeting these really tall politicians yung pala ito's Arab then bigla it's Gloria na then then Ninoy then um Terte <laughs> and yeah um it was a no it's something that my dad instilled growing up na yeah. you should never it's because he's he's like he is the most hardcore Rizal fanatic in the world <laughs> Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Even, um, even when he was already confined. So my dad passed away like three years ago. Oh, um, sorry to hear that, Jeff. Um, so yeah, even, even um, so he passed away January 7th and Rizal Day, he was like, you better not skip Rizal Day. 
on to so sick. So sick on his, in his bed, then um, he said, you better not skip his all day. So I was like, okay, let's go to his all day, then let's go back to the hospital. <laughs> then, you know, it's, it, it's something that, um, that was engraved in my mind to the point that maybe two years ago, we planned our trip to Europe around Rizal Day so we can celebrate Rizal Day in Madrid. <laughs> oh, nice! It was an amazing experience. It's, it's, um, I'm getting goosebumps just thinking about it. It's, it's, it's such a full circle moment celebrating um, Rizal Day in ano, um, Avenida Las, uh, Avenida Las Islas Filipinas mm-hmm. in, um, where a lot of the Spanish officials were there. The the Philippine consul was there, and it was um, it was a full circle moment because it's you know as we all know we were conquered by Spain for almost three hundred years, and they are the reason why it was all um, you know it, they, it was it was it was them they were the reason why our ancestors revolted in all their ways, and seeing his monument being like sky high at the corner of that um, avenida that was named for the Philippines. It's such a full circle moment that, um, you know, time really does heal. And, you know, they do acknowledge everything. They took accountability for everything that they've done to most of their colonies. And um, it was beautiful. It's especially when they offered the flowers, the usual, the usual offerings of their flowers to them. And yes. when they um, and when they acknowledged us, and were, oh, we don't get we don't get you guys, we don't get the descendants here a lot, but so thank you. And yeah, that is about it. Growing up as a descendant, <laughs> I feel you, Jay. I feel you. By the way, such a beautiful ending to your story of having that full circle moment. I can like just imagine it, and I'm sure like. You know, the love and the pride that you guys, you know, um, were feeling at that time. Grab it. Like, I'm sure you would, um, you know, if you could bring the whole Philippines with you guys to have that moment um, of shared history and and showcasing. Or like what you said, like they acknowledge. They acknowledge the the amazing things that, that um, you know, your great, 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 great grand uncle pushed forward, right? For the Filipino people. So thank you so much for sharing that, Jed. It's so real. Um, I'm sure there were so many expectations and the amount of pressure. And it's not, it doesn't necessarily mean the amount of pressure externally, right? It's internally as well. Like, how do we measure up to people, right? It's insane. Who have monuments, who have, mon- who have books. Who have books. I mean, whose face is all over the world who has a monument all over the world it's oh it's crazy and and, and every every time i write when i travel i make it the point that are there any result monuments here that i need to know of because i can't <laughs> go there and um my recent one was in new jersey they do they have they have um a monument of jose Rizal in new jersey really okay that's cool um, i had a shoot in new jersey and when i looked at the corner of my eye i was like that bus looks oddly familiar. So I look. <laughs> it was it was a bust of his likeness on a park. And I was like, wait, can you stop? I need to go down. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for sure. Doing here. It's not even it's not even like um it's not like in Queens now there are a lot of Filipinos. I mean there are a lot of Filipinos in New Jersey, but it's not a f- super Filipino populated area. Yeah. Oh my god, that is amazing. I mean, That's my- awesome. 
my dad following me everywhere I go. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. There you go. Thank you so much, Jet, for sharing. Um, and of course, we'd love to know also, Vinci, how you grew up. Like, how you grew up being a descendant of General Lim. And was there any pressure continuing on his legacies? Uh, to be honest, I do get that question a lot. And I always say that, you know, it's not something that I brag about, but it's something that I'm very proud of. And in the same way, um, I know it's a big responsibility, but at the same time, I've never really viewed it as a burden. So, you know, it's not, it's not as uh, uh, hard for people to figure out because the name is the same, right? <laughs> so because of that, my heritage was, or knowing that my heritage was quite unique came at a very early age. And you know how you have these earliest memories? So your first memory as a, a young, young boy. Mine was being placed on top of a table in front of rows and rows of cadets, where, whether it was at the Philippine Military Academy or, well, what was then um, the Philippine National Police Academy when it was still in Camp Vicente Lim in Laguna. So that was one of my earliest memories as a young boy. So it's very obvious that my, uh, it wasn't pressure, but, it was a very early indoctrination to the life that I was supposed to lead, you know, or the heritage that I was supposed to represent or remember. So, but I wouldn't really call it pressure or I've never really felt it to be a burden because, um, you know, at a young age, I was already immersed in it that much. And it was, it became normal to me that people would ask me, oh, so lolo mo na sa 1000 peso bill yes so we'll call you general okay <laughs> that's great um but for me on the serious side no uh i think the one thing that uh influenced my life a lot was reading the letters of my lolo vicente and one of the perhaps one of the best lines that i took away from from reading those letters and one that has really defined how i've lived my life thus far is when he said that when he was writing his one of his last letters out of Bataan, he said that with all this talk, I sincerely give all the credit to my officers and enlisted men. They are the ones who did it all. Mine is only to inspire and to lead them. When history is written, I will give them all the credit and their satisfaction is mine to share. Now, unfortunately, General Lim never made it through the Second World War. He was executed just before the liberation of the Philippines was complete. And he never fulfilled that promise. He never got the chance to fulfill that promise. So as a young boy, um, I kind of figured out I have to take it upon myself to fulfill this promise. So as you figure, it has never been limited to just my great-grandfather. My great-grandfather is just perhaps a vehicle or some someone that's recognizable or familiar to people because, well, the name is on as uh, Rizal is so many streets, so many monuments, um, so many memorials. But for me, it's always been what he said, that he wants to give all the credit to his officers and enlisted men. And to me, that's been my life's mission. And it's never been uh, just um, limited to Lolo Vicente. And I've always had great admiration and respect to anyone who's ever picked up a rifle and put themselves in harm's way for their country. And so it's because of that that I've had all, well, a natural affinity, I guess, 
to anything that allows me to immerse myself in that mission to give credit to those unsung heroes, the people whose names that you wouldn't find on streets or you know you wouldn't find in the history books, so to speak. So because of it, uh, I've met a lot of interesting people along the way. Um, I've had to spend a lot of time with veterans. Um, of course, you meet people also that are very interested in their history. Other descendants, for me, that's probably the proudest thing I've, I've done towards that mission. No? Um, finding out more about these unsung heroes, bringing together descendants so that they can find out more about their own, their own heritage, even though they're not written in history books. I can feel how, how important it is to them to find out that, hey, my, my lolo or my great-grand-uncle did this. They were just as much heroes as you know, someone who's on a uh, banknote. So I've been invited to a lot of uh, um, talks and uh, to share all of this information and I've been very happy to do that. So yeah, I guess uh, that's, how <laughs> that's how it's been. Nice. Thank you so much for sharing also, Vinci, because um, it ties back to what you said also earlier, right? Like you um, have dedicated actually, um, uh, you know, your own free time and your passions and your different projects to being able to, um, you know, um, really push out the lives of these unsung heroes. And this is actually also one of the things that you um, want to constantly do to keep um, our um, heroic lineage um, alive and strong not only from a limb perspective but actually from all the other people who have like what you said picked up a rifle um, and put themselves in harm's way to um, defend the freedom of their country so that's something that's so beautiful because at the end of the day like you know um, there are a lot of missions that our forefathers have put forth right I mean Rizal did that too right Je? like he, he also had a lot of different valuable lessons that he put forth in a lot of the different books. And like, you know, with the letters of General Vicente Lim, you know, it's also good to know that it wasn't just about his story. It was also about the stories of hundreds and thousands of other Filipinos who have really fought valiantly for the country. So thank you so much for sharing that as well, um, Vinci. On that note, um, uh, actually, because... You know, you've already shared one of the most valuable lessons, Vinci, that you learned from your ancestry, which is the line on, um, you know, Lolo Vicente's, um, one of the last letters, right, from Bataan, from the front line of Bataan, a letter to his wife and saying that, you know, he's giving credit to his men um, who did it all, right? How about you, Je? Um, are there, um, is there a valuable lesson or lessons that you would like to share that you've learned from your ancestry as well? Probably, I've, I've, I've said this answer every single time. It's how, um, is this? Um, how Rizal says, kung hindi tayo marunong lumingon sa pinanggalingan, hindi tayo makakapunta sa proronan. Um, that has stuck with me ever since I was a kid. Because, I mean, ever since I was a kid, um, it was always instilled in me that you are who you are. You are a Filipino. You have to be proud of your heritage. And um, not just because you're related to Jose Rizal, but because of 
how resilient the Filipino people is, was, is, and will be. I mean, For sure. and um, I took that to heart even um, I, because I, I can interpret that whole saying so many in so many ways um, because, but most recently um, it's, so just, just for context there, like in my generation, it's always, I want to leave. I just want to, you know, I just want to live in Europe. I just want to live in Spain. I just want to live in France. I just want to live in New York. I just want to live in the States, you know, just forget about the Philippines altogether. And, you know, I have, I have no qualms with people who want to have that path because, um, you know, it's your choice. But then at the end of the day, um, you still have, you still have your duty to give back to your country. And how I see it is that, you know, we can learn as much. We should learn if you have the capability and you have the resources to do learn from the masters abroad, absorb everything that you can take in your art, your art, arts courses in France, your culinary skills in Spain, or in my case, my, um, I studied, I studied photography in New York and, um, I made sure to just absorb everything that New York has to offer. But I have to admit that it has, it, it has crossed my mind, my, my mind. It, it's, it still, it still does, you know, I need to, yeah. you know, be based in the States because, you know, sometimes it's just so difficult to make a career here in the Philippines because how, pe- how people see it kasi is, would you rather make, big waves in a small pond or medium waves in a big pond. So that's how people see it all the time. But then how I see it is that, you know, I take everything, all of the learnings, all of the valuable lessons that I have that I'm fortunate to get and all of the learning, basically everything that I'm fortunate to get here abroad and bring it back to the Philippines and, you know, share it with the people here and um, make the Philippines a much better much better place so you know not everyone in the philippines is um privileged to um get information abroad or like be physically there so you know um you just have to take everything in and give back to the philippines because you know if all of us if all of us leave who will be here to you know take care Absolutely. of the it's so easy for everyone. It's so easy to say in a parent, oh, I don't want to, I don't want, I don't want that. I want out. I yeah. want. Actually, it all, I'm also very, it, it also came back to me because I saw this um, article on um, Inquirer saying that um, I'm not, I don't want to be a Filipino anymore, so don't fight me about it. So I replied, I replied to that, that story. I mean, I, I, I shared it on Facebook and I said my piece because, you know, it's your choice. It's your choice that you don't want to be a Filipino anymore. And I totally get you. And I have no problem with that. But if this, if this type of mentality spreads, no one will be here to, you know, to save everyone else. You know, it's going to be a brain drain. It's going to be a brain drain. And um, especially the important careers here in the Philippines, you know, I totally get it that it's so difficult. It's really so difficult. So, but then, you know, we're all, we all have, we all just have to be here. We, we, we're all in this together, you know, especially in these, this, this crazy confusing time. So, Absolutely. you know, it's so difficult to say now, I love the Philippines. I love, 
mahal na mahal ko ang Pilipinas, it's so difficult to say. Even for me. Sometimes it's so difficult to say. But, well, I'm getting so emotional. <laughs> no, it's okay. Absolutely okay. I'm, it's, just, it's just one of my advocacies na we're, we're all in this together. And who else? Who else will take care of our country other than us? And yeah, diba? So yes, no, really. It's like diba to the nth level experience. I super agree with you, Jet. Um, and I was just about to say, um, you are actually living your great, 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 great grand uncle's um legacy by just saying that. Like, wasn't that also what he did? Was he got the information that he could get? But at the end of the day, he brought it back here because he said nobody's going to be able to do it in a Filipino, right? Who's going to get us? Who's going to wave our flag except us, right? So we all need to band together. It can't be done by one person and one person alone. We all have to wake up and band together. So gentlemen, like I can already, I'm so emotional also because I can feel both of your hearts are like uh, pumping with so much energy, so much passion and love for our country. I absolutely love it. Um, so I already know you inherited your grandfather's um, heart. <laughs> And, and love for the Philippines. But we do have, uh, you know, a, a cute little question also. It's aside from the heart and the passion, right? Is there anything like a trait, a physical feature, or a hobby, or even a physical object that you inherited from your ancestor? I think that it's something that to just like break the ice a little bit. Um, let's start first with Vinci. Vinci, um, aside from Lolo Vicente's heart, what did you inherit from him? Maybe in terms of a physical trait, the maybe it's my jawline, a square jaw. If you <laughs> if you look at the likeness of how it's represented on the 1,000 peso bill, people always tell me I have big cheeks or something like that. But I think it really comes from <laughs> you know how square my jaw is. So sure. <laughs> on the physical aspect, that's probably the the one that would be most obvious to to people. Uh, quick trivia though, when it comes to the hair and where we you know, kung saan yung hati nung buhok, di ba? Uh, the first two Vicente Limbs had it on the other side. The next two Vicente Limbs, that's me and my father, it was on, on, on the side that it's on. <laughs> so that's one thing I noticed. Handwriting, maybe uh, sort of the same. If you look at his signature and my handwriting, it's it's not too far apart. <laughs> nice. but, but maybe a non-physical trait, maybe it's... Uh, I, I guess from the stories, of course, we obviously we never met him anymore. No, was more of a a stern or serious demeanor for the most part, anyway. So, yeah, I think that would be it. I love it. So jawline, um, uh, the hair part, <laughs> the hair part, the other, but it's on the other side. It's it's our genetics. Um, uh, um, I think um, course correction, right, for for future generations. <laughs> And um, the handwriting, which is very interesting, and um, the strong and um, firm demeanor. How about you, Jet? Aside from the hair, you mentioned earlier that some people say pareho kayo ng buhok. Basically, I think um, aside from yeah, it's aside from the hair, <laughs> um, it's anyway, it's his love for languages and communications that and art that has rubbed off um, on me. Because ever since I was a kid, um, I've always wanted to. Actually, I wanted to learn a lot of languages. I mean, um, the most that I, but right now the most that I can do is maybe Spanish na lang. But um, yo entiendo, yo hablo, entiendo escribir. 
Um, but then I did try to dabble into French, maybe Italian, but you know, it's too much, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for the and the love of art, um, I realized that when I wanted to go into photography even more, like um, every time I go to a museum, I always just gravitate towards um, classical portraits, um, mostly oil canvas portraits. It's never, it's, it's, I rarely, I rarely go to the landscape art. It's always the, the faces. And even until now, um, how I do my, how, how I light my subjects is how, um, how I see it on paintings. It's how, like, how Rembrandt does it, especially with the lights or something like this. So this is just lighting, exactly like this. So you see the triangle on your other cheek, yeah. that's called Rembrandt lighting. And um, it's the most flattering lighting in the world, basically. Ooh, you need to teach <laughs> um, me some tips. <laughs> so yeah, and you know, I can pick up a lot of languages really easily. Um, maybe it's because maybe, I don't know, for Italian, French, and Spanish, because they're all the same. I mean, basically, by, they all have the same origin. And I, can, and, my, and I can adapt well to accents also for some reason. For some reason. Um, my Spanish, if, if, if I speak in Spanish, a lot of Spaniards would think that I'm very fluent in Spanish because of the intonation of my words. <laughs> But yeah, so basically that, and maybe definitely not the height. <laughs> definitely not the height because he's very short. Um, but my Lola was very tall. Saturnina so was very tall. Actually, very tall woman. Um, but objects-wise, um, it's actually a lot. So a lot of his letters to Blumentritt, a lot of his letters to Josephine Bracken. Um, it's all preserved. Nice. Um, Litmus papers, a lot of his books, his clothes, um, paintings. Um, they're all loaned in different museums here and abroad. You know, I'm so grateful that our forefathers wrote letters. Like all of these valuable lessons are all, you know, encapsulated in letters and that are passed down, right? To, yes. different, to different generations so that we can all learn from it. Speaking of what's in letters, right, guys? And, um, you know, all the sacrifices that our ancestors have made for um, the Philippines, you know, I wanted to touch on a hero's worth, right? So we've talked about, you know, living legacy and what's it like growing up and who our forefathers are and what are advocacies because of it. I mean, um, what we want to zero in now is the hero's worth, right? It is National Heroes Day that we are celebrating and we should be celebrating all the heroes out there whether they have monuments or not, whether they are named or not, whether they are known or not, right? We want to celebrate them. And as we celebrate them, I would love to know from the both of you, what do you think makes one a hero, especially in today's challenging time? So let's start first with Vinci. So Vinci, what do you think makes a hero, especially in today's times? Uh, okay, let's see. Um... Let's start with another letter from Lol Vicente. No? So one of my other favorite letters from, from him was when he said that uh, you have to leave a name that your posterity can be proud of. And I don't know, you probably see what my Zoom background is. It's uh, actually the walls of the missing at the Manila American Cemetery, which is run by the American Battle Monuments Commission. And it's there in BGC. Uh, beside where 
National Hero Cemetery is our own version. But actually, the ABMC also has uh, Filipinos buried there. And in fact, Lola Vicente's name is up on the walls of the missing here, here at the Manila American Cemetery. And I like that line about uh, having a name that your posterity can be proud of. Because if you walk through the halls of those that have been marked as missing, buried at sea and all of that, you kind of think if a descendant looks at this name that's written or inscribed in these walls, you know that they've done something with their life because they can be proud of that name up there. And I guess for me, the concept of um, what makes a modern day hero is, you know, the reason why you think that the people whose names are up there on those walls are, you know, something to be proud of is because for me, the common theme is they did what had to be done. And if you hang out enough with all of these veterans, you hang out enough with, you know, real life heroes, they'll always say the same thing, that uh, they were merely doing what had to be done. And you know that they did it without expecting anything in return. So for me, it's not really a complicated thing to define. To me, that's what the hero is all about. You just do what has to be done on your own turf, in your own world, in your own sphere of influence. Don't expect anything in return. Just do it because it's right. Do it because it has to be done. And for me, one of the big turnoffs is uh, when people, you know, kind of insinuate that, oh, I'm, I'm heroic or I'm a hero. But if you're around real heroes enough, they'll never call themselves that. And that's because they never really expect anything in return. So for me, the concept of a modern day hero or everyday hero has been molded along those lines. Fantastic. Beautiful. Simply beautiful and also what we really need to hear today because there are so many things that have to be done. And if you are actually able to do it, you are courageous, you are brave, you have the metal and the grit and the determination to do it. And you become a hero just by doing that you know, and, and waving our, proud fla uh, our flag proud. So thank you so much for sharing your definition of a modern day hero. How about you, Jet? What do you think makes one a hero? So basically now, so I just wanted to, so in this day and age, you know, where information is just so easy to come by, um, how I can say what makes a modern hero now is, um, you know, a hero can be as, being a hero is as simple as sharing, informing, and educating your peers, your friends, your followers, the people you are all around with, um, the people that follow them on social media. Because, you know, at this point, everything is just all digital and everything, all of the information that we need and everything that is being fed to us is at the palm of our hands. It's literally just this. Yep. Um, and especially now with what is going on with our country right now, it's so important for us to educate. It's so important for us to um, speak out and, you know, just informing and educating everyone of what is going on with our country right now. And, you know, it may seem like um, people would say it, it, it's also, it also goes back to voting. It's like one vote doesn't count. But, you know, it may look and seem like a small drop of water in the ocean but you know every storm starts with a single drop of rain correct right and by that single drop of rain you can just by one restory or one share of a post of something um, of a credible article of what people are trying to report 
it's already your you're already doing your duty to your country of informing these people um and i think that's what makes um you know one a hero in this day and age it's not you know it's it's not like before na um we have to get out on the streets um with our balisongs and our rifles you know going into war but right now it's you know we can we can everything is basically everything is in the palm of our hands yeah absolutely and i think that you know um to to your point also je it's like it's not just about being able to see big things that you need to do it's also about being able to do the little things put together and making your voice heard and i think you touched on a very very important topic which is having our voices heard like you know modern day heroes stepping up is about being able to give their voice a platform to soar and hopefully inspire and influence other people to do the right thing to do something that will ignite change and push things forward right so here you go guys like with with our two gentlemen here what makes a modern day hero is very simple one is that you need your voices heard and you guys need to do things that are about sharing educating and influencing people for the good for the better but at the same time we just need to do the things that need to get done right we do the things that has to get done and just don't expect anything in return because we are doing our duty to our country love it love it thank you so much gentlemen on that note i have another juicy question because i mean you guys know your ancestors very well from all of the stories and all of the lessons that have been passed down to you guys by your parents and your grandparents. If Dr. Jose Rizal and General Vicente Lim were alive today, <laughs> what advice do you think they would be giving to the youth of today, to this generation? Um, uh, let's start with Vinci again. Vinci, what do you think General Vicente would be giving the youth um, as an advice? Um, I guess it would be something that came from our Lola, who had her own, uh, you know, who was actually had a lot of contributions on her own. So Pilar Dalgulim actually was one of the staunch advocates of women's suffrage, the right to vote, and all of these great things that women enjoy today. And I have to plug that in because she deserves as much credit as Lola Vicente. And I guess the one anecdote that stuck to me with the, as told by one of our uncles before was that when he was putting on a sock inside the car, he, if you're a kid, you, you just put it any way, which way you, you wish to put it. Your objective is just to put it on. But the one thing that Lola Pilar told him was, here, do it the right way. And so that's always been a takeaway of mine. Right? Um, the advice that he would give is to do the right thing the right way for the right reasons. And when you know you're right, you never should be afraid. Uh, that was written in one of his letters also about not being afraid when you know you're right. So I think that's a very good piece of advice or pieces of advice actually. So you do the right things the right way for the right reasons and don't be afraid when you know you're right. And with that, with that, mindset or with that kind of thinking um it's hard to go wrong it's hard to go wrong and you live your life to you know make sure that uh 
you don't you don't shame your family's name whether or not you're known or unsung you know it's the same for everybody you follow those guidelines um do it right within your family within your neighborhood and if everybody does that then you know <laughs> the world would be a better place it's a cliche i know but it's kind of simple if you think of it Yes, Vinci, but we all need it. We all need a better world. And the better world starts with us. You know what they say, right? Um, honestly, we can't save the world. But we can save ourselves. And we have to trust that in saving ourselves and doing the right things for the right reasons, we're able to save someone else, right? That That's what we want to be able to do. So thank you so much for sharing that, Vinci. If General Vicente were here today, that's what he would be giving us um, advice on, right? How about you, Je? If Rizal were alive today, I mean, he spoke about the youth a lot in his, in, you know, in his own writing. But what do you think? Like, if he were alive today, what would he be saying? You know, whatever, um, if he were alive today, he will still say the same things. Because... Um, after, after um, studying about him all my life, even in school, um, especially in, in college courses that are named after him, <laughs> um, it's really, you know, it's all about the youth stepping up. It's, he will tell me, what are you waiting for? What are you going to do? Right? We're, we're done. We've, we've done our part. What are you going to do? So, actually... You know, um, I'm getting emotional about this one because, um, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's it's a recurring thought that have that has been going through my mind ever since um, the whole pandemic started. It's mm-hmm. you know, it's it's one thing to um, basically it's you know, it's it's so difficult to wrap your head around the whole pandemic and everything around it and. Mm-hmm. There's, there's so much, there's only so much that you can do at home. What else can we do? Like, um, so I would go back to that. It's what are you going to do? And yeah, it's, he'll probably tell me that, you know, we are the old heroes. You are the modern hero. Mm-hmm. Your friends are modern heroes. And also, I just wanted to define what a modern hero is. You know, it's, it's someone who uses their platform you know, to speak up and aren't afraid to, you know, just let their voices be heard. Um, especially now, um, I have I have one example, um, Janine Gutierrez, um, who is very vocal on social media with her views and opinions on the government and whatever is going on right now. And I love that, I love how she's so vocal and so free with her speech and she's so unafraid that, you know, she has a huge following. She has a huge fan base. And that, it, that could make a big ripple into this yeah. tiny pond that makes it a bigger ocean, you know. Um, and it's getting picked up by media outlets. And, you know, she's empowering all of her followings, especially the young ones that follow her and her constituents and the, the kids my age. Um, and that makes a modern hero for me. It's someone who uses their platform to speak their truth and to say that it's so important for us to step out into the shadows, you know, and speak our truth and empower others to do, to do so also. Yeah. You know, because there's so much, there's so much we can do as a collective of Filipinos, you know, it's, yeah. we are such a resilient race of people that, you know, we got hit by 
Taal in January, one month after we got hit by COVID, you know, we're still here. We're still standing. And, you know, that's what frustrates me even more in this day and age. And during these times is that, you know, these Filipinos deserve so much more and so much better because... Um, because, you know, whatever life, whatever the universe hits us, we just keep on going. We keep on smiling, even though we're like covered in ash and <laughs> like face masks and our um, face shields. We, we keep on smiling. You just don't see it, but we're smiling. Yeah. And that's what, you know, that's what makes ultimately a modern hero. And that's what he would tell me. Absolutely. Absolutely. No, thank you so much for sharing that as well, Jeb, because, um, you know, the elections are coming up as well. I mean, voters' registration is going to open when we deem it safe. I know that the Comelec has also shared, like, you know, safety guidelines and and the like. And like what you said, like, you know, the question of what are you going to do now? Like, what are you going to do next, right? Because that the future is in our hands. As cliche as it may be, it's cliche. You know, sometimes I feel, guys... Like Vinci and 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 Jay. I'm not sure if you guys agree with me, diba? Like sometimes I feel that yes, it's a cliche, but maybe it's a cliche because we haven't, because it hasn't been solved. You get what I mean? Like you know, when earlier it's like to say a a better world, but it's like we all need that a better world. But does it mean that it's because we haven't completed the cycle? Thank you so much for sharing that because I know that it's not easy also. Like, you know, trying to... I mean, it's semi-easy. It's hard and easy at the same time because you know the valuable lessons from our great-grandfathers. But at the same time, we get emotional because we know what's going on, right? And it makes us think of what they had to go through and, like... and. That's what we're enjoying now. They had to go through so much, guys, for us to enjoy what we're doing now. So what are we doing with the time, the space, the world? Jet, you said something beautiful. Why do Filipinos smile behind the face mask, behind every single disaster that we've been through, man-made or natural or whatnot? I think it's because the zest of life for Filipinos is so strong. We want to live. We don't never give up, never surrender. Babangon tayo, lage all the time. Gusto natin mabuhay, diba? That's why our way of greeting is mabuhay because it all goes back to life, to the core of what we want, which is to live life fully, right? And which is what we're doing now. But the question really that I also want to ask is if you were given a chance to travel back in time, <laughs> if you were able to go back and actually meet Lolo Pepe and Lolo V, you know, and and tell them about the Philippines today, right? You know, like you are modern day, you're modern day Vinci and modern day Jet. You go travel back in time. Um, what would you share with them about the Philippines? Like, how would you describe the Philippines to them? Uh, Vinci, let's start with you. How would you describe the Philippines to them? Okay, uh... I might not sound as positive as the <laughs> as the whole conversation has been, but okay, maybe I'd start with something very on the ground. Uh, as you know, all the ten years that I've I've worked, uh, I've always took public transportation to my place of work. Uh, not only is it practical, but I don't know, it's character building. Let's just put it that way, and uh, seeing seeing what happens on the ground really grounds you in 
in the reality of everyday Filipino life. Uh, so I've been uh, held up, you know, those sorts of things. I've experienced all of that. <laughs> so honestly, if, if they ask me or if I have to tell them whether or not Filipinos are worth dying for, seeing how, you know, people behave every day on the street, it's hard for me to say yes. The jury is still out. Let's just put it that way. The jury is still out whether Filipinos are really worth dying for. But it also means that there's still hope, right? Uh, <laughs> uh, there's still hope that uh, some things can still change. It doesn't necessarily mean that, you know, everything that has to change is from the top. Even from the bottom, some, some things, a lot of things have to change. I know as much. So it's not like blame the government for everything. No, no one's faultless. I can tell you that. Um, but I think uh, while the jury is still out for whether or not the Filipino is really worth dying for, um, I think what you can say is um, the idea or the vision of a better Philippines that our forefathers did fight for was certainly worth it. I'd put it that way. And it is up to our generation because I wouldn't presume to give them advice. I mean, <laughs> their, their, uh, what they've done in their life is unquestionable at this point. Um, so it's up to our generation actually and future ones to make sure that what they did was not in vain. And that's, that's the ideal or that's the vision of the Philippines that they fought for and I think was worth it. And it's up to us to make sure that it was not in vain. Absolutely. So it's like, you know, there are so many different things that are going on. Um, things that are happening on ground, as you said, Vinch. But what we're saying here is that, yes, um, sabi mo nga kanina, Jed, diba? sometimes mahirap to say, mahal kong Pilipinas. Means, and I have to say that, like, I love my country, but there are days when you're like, why? Yeah, it's like, you cry a little. And I, I've been doing that a lot lately. Um... But like what you said, Vinci, it's like there's a vision and the vision is so strong. We can feel it in our veins. And honestly, Je and Vinci, you guys wouldn't be here if that vision weren't alive and kicking. You guys wouldn't be telling people about your forefathers and your own, you know, your own emotions regarding what's going on in the Philippines because we all have that hope, right, for the vision of a better Philippines. So thank you so much for sharing that, Vinci. How about you, Je? You know, travel back and see your Lolo Pepe. What are you going to tell him about what's going on in the Philippines today? And, you know, also ask him, like, you know, was it worth fighting and dying for the Filipino? Go ahead. So maybe first off is I'm going to tell him that, you know, your pen now has been replaced with a phone. <laughs> your pen has been replaced with a phone. Don't worry, the house is still there. <laughs> you know, it's still intact. <laughs> but, yeah, um, I would tell him how different it is now. It's not just because of the technologies, not because of the modernization of the Philippines, but um, how Filipinos are living in, how, how, how basically how Filipinos are living right now, how different it is. That, you know, but then, like Vinci said, that, you know, the hope of the better Philippines is still there. And um, before, during your time, your people, the, the Filipino people are resilient and we're hungry for change. And I'm going to tell him it's the, same, it's the same situation. We're still here. We're still smiling. But we're so hungry for change. We're almost there. Almost there. 
just need like, like you, can, you can almost taste it like <laughs> you can almost taste it you know it's it's right there um you know we, we we're all living off your sacrifices and bravery and i think it's about time for us you know to repay that debt and your death your deaths and sacrifices you know ultimately we're not in vain we're not in vain but we have the opportunity to live up to that debt and to make sure to pay it in full yes for a better Philippines you know and ultimately basically you know the Filipino people are still worth fighting for and dying for you know and that is what I will tell him if he were there if I went back in time that is a but, like yeah probably after you give him a hug like say salamat po <laughs> No, but but no, absolutely. Thank you so much for sharing that, Vinci and and Je. Um, I think that those are like um, such beautiful ways of being able to describe the Philippines. Yes, it's not all positive, but we also have to be real. You know, we we have to be real. Like we all have a vision of a beautiful Philippines, right? We do. We do have so much vision for progress and everybody just getting along, and 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 being able to lift everybody up. Like we have so many bright people. We have so many innovative solutions there's there's tech and gadgets that can make things happen it can make things scale and grow so that we can all lift as a nation but like what you guys said earlier also we need to have that metal to be able to do the things that need to get done right we also can't just sit you know sit around and just wait for that to happen and don't get me wrong guys i'm not telling you guys to go out into the streets like what jess said earlier hey we have our gadgets we have our phones we have our voices we can tell our stories and and i think that what Vicente Sr. and Jose Rizal would really want was, is for us to use the freedom that we have today to be able to fight for the freedom of the people tomorrow. And that includes your freedom, right? Today, at this very moment, we have to be thankful of our freedom. But we have to work for it, <laughs> you know? We have to work for it. Guys, it's not free, <laughs> you know? It's not free, um... And we've got Je and Vinci sharing such beautiful stories with us today, ladies and gentlemen, because, you know, their forefathers and their beautiful ancestry fought for our independence, not only as a Filipino nation, but as a Filipino individual. So, um, you know, we got to wave those, prou- um, those flags very proud, guys, because buhay tayo dahil sa kanila today, right? Um, Just to add, um, I mean, to the people listening on the podcasts, watching this on YouTube, you know, I just wanted to, um, I wanted to ask you guys, um, where do you think we would be in 2020 if these people, if our ancestors just chose to sit down and, you know, just, just let them, let everything pass, right? True. Where do you think, like, imagine, where, where do you think we'll be in, in this day and age? I can't even, I can't even begin to imagine what life or what world we would be in without that. So basically, it's absolutely. Yeah, it's high time to pay the debt in full. Hopefully, I think Jay, with that question alone, we we're gonna keep a lot of people up tonight. <laughs> you know, um, you know, but it's such a beautiful question because we should be able to answer that as well. And and answering that is not in absolute terms. It's also about really introspectively looking into you know 
what we should be doing to be able to make sure that that we are all progressing forward as well. So thank you. Thank you for adding that food for thought. So guys, if you were wondering what you're going to do for National Heroes Day, it's that. To be able to look at where would we be in 2020 if Dr. Jose Rizal and General Vicente Lim in both in different wars and in different places, right? If they chose to sit it out, where would we be? Dr. Jose Rizal was during the Spanish era, our fight, our bloody fight for our independence, right? And General Vicente Lim was fighting and holding the line in Bataan, right? Right before the Bataan death march so that we can hold the fort, you know, um, to keep the Philippines safe from from invasion from the Japanese. So, I mean, if they chose to sit it out, <laughs> where would we be? Right? So, thank you so much for sharing that. Ladies and gentlemen, it has been one amazing conversation. You know, on a seemingly mundane Monday morning, but today is not any other Monday morning. It is National Heroes Day. And we would like to thank from the bottom of our hearts and our independence and our freedom, Je and Vinci for sharing not only the stories of um, Dr. Jose Rizal as well as General Vicente Lim, but your passion, your advocacy in educating people about what's going on, in educating people about the valuable lessons that your ancestry has passed on, but more importantly, that you guys are fighting for our freedom in your own little way. So maraming salamat, Je. Maraming salamat, Vinci, for the wonderful conversation, thought-provoking, gut-tummy-turning, <laughs> gut-wrenching um, conversation this Monday morning. Um, I would love for our listeners to keep on um, following you guys, maybe your stories or your Instagram. So where can they find you for any of the stories on um, your advocacies and the like? Let's start first with Vinci. Vinci, where can our um, listeners know more about you, your advocacy, and General Vicente Lim. Go ahead. Well, for my advocacy, I started the Brigadier General Vicente Lim page uh, maybe more than half a decade ago. And I've poured a lot of time and effort into putting as much information as I could, not only about General Lim, it just makes it easier if it's under his name. But like I said earlier, it's equally about the men that fought under him and the unsung heroes that have to be, you know, remembered also. So they just, just type uh, facebook.com slash General Vicente Lim and uh, you should find it there. Awesome. Thank you so much, Vinci. And if people want to see your Star Wars photos, where should they go? <laughs> uh, it should be at, at Lima for photos, uh, L-I-M-A-F-O-U-R photos, yeah. Lima for photos. So, um, Actually, even in my toy photos, I guess part of my advocacy could still be traced there because I, I've done recreations of very iconic photos of, uh, from World War II and more recent wars. So, you know, that whole idea is always there at the back of my mind. So awesome. <laughs> I'm attracted to that even with the creative side of myself. Which is exactly what Jay also mentioned earlier. Like the creative juices just flowing from the blood of our forefathers. So thank you so much, Vinci. Jay, how about you? Where can our audience find you or learn more about your advocacies? Go ahead. So basically, you guys can follow me on Instagram at Roman. Just straightforward. That's me. <laughs> so it's jevilleroman.com. Yeah. 
Awesome. Thank you so much, Vinci. Thank you so much, Jet, for being such amazing guests for today's episode and for really inspiring us. Guys, you know, it's my turn now to share reality bites, right? Like my own food for thought after speaking to both Jet and Vinci. And they've already said it perfectly, but I just wanted to share with you guys certain excerpts from our conversation that really got to me and that we should all be taking with us today. The reality, guys, is that, you know, things are not perfect. Things are not paradise, but things are not paradise yet. There is hope. Like what Jess said earlier, we're hungry for change. You can almost taste it, right? We are such resilient people. The Filipino people have this thirst for life. And we are so resilient and we don't want to give up. We don't want to surrender because we do all believe in a better, bigger, safer, more beautiful world. Not only for our nation, but actually around the whole world. But we can't sit. We can't sit in our homes and do nothing. We can't sit it out. We can't sit this wave of change out, guys. So like what Jet asked earlier, it's up to us. What are you going to do? What are we going to do? Right? What are we, if, if our forefathers have fought and died for the Philippines and we have gotten the freedom and the liberty to do things and enjoy the things that we are doing now, but we want change, we're going to have to do it ourselves. So what are you going to do? And what you're going to do has to start today. Because like what Vinci said earlier also, just tying it beautifully into like a full circle, is that you need to do the right things the right way and for the right reasons because if you are right you should never be afraid like you cannot be ever afraid if you know you're right so with that ladies and gentlemen we leave you with such a thought-provoking monday morning enjoy national heroes day guys say thank you to our forefathers and the amazing line of men and women who fought bravely for the country and for our freedom that we are all enjoying today Thank your own heroes, whether it's your parents, your grandparents, your sisters, your, your close friends, your brothers, anyone, anyone you consider a modern day hero, thank them. Because it is in our building ourselves together, do we rise together as well. So maraming salamat to everybody. That's it for um, this day's Breakfast to Business topic on Descendants of the Sons and what we are doing to live a beautiful legacy of our forefathers. Thank you so much for tuning in to B2B Breakfast to Business. Don't forget to follow us on our social media accounts. Answer Jess' question and also give thoughts to Vinci's um, comments, right? On our social media, we are on Facebook, um, www.facebook.com slash TeamAsiaPH. We're also on Instagram, so tag us at TeamAsiaPH. We're also on LinkedIn, um, www.linkedin.com slash company slash TeamAsia. And of course, our beautiful website, www.teamasia.com. That's it for today. Well, there's a lot of things to think about. So have fun, enjoy, and be proud of our lineage. Maraming salamat, everybody. Thank you. Thank you, Jeff. Thank you, Vinci. Bye.